Welcome back to the Anomaly Students Podcast. Today, uh, I'm Will Stacy. I'm joined by a friend of mine, Collier Martin. Collier, say what's up to the podcasting world. Howdy. <laughs> Glad you're here today, Collier. Today, um, the topic we're going to talk about is clicks. Um, a reminder to our viewers that the purpose of our podcast is to talk about issues in the world from a biblical worldview, meaning that we're going to take our Bibles and we're going to look at issues through the lens of Scripture. Um, we try to avoid our own opinions. We may state some here or there. But the purpose of this podcast is what does Jesus say about these different things? So today, what we're talking about is clicks. And with that being said, Collier, would you just give us, um, I guess, a definition of a click? I would say that a clique is just a group of people with the same, like, I guess, skill or favor and, like, liking. So, like, athletes would stick with athletes. Not nerds, but people that are nerdy would stick with other people that are nerdy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, like, as people, just have a tendency to group with what's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Where is somewhere, um, without just being completely obvious... Where's a place that we just normally see that happening? Can I be completely obvious? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's high like, school. Yeah, of course. Any school, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Any school. Except for, like, elementary, because kids really don't care. But once you start caring about, like, body odor and stuff, you're going you're gonna to start forming different groups. And it's you're going to get separated with some of your friends that are, that are going to go into different things, and you're going to go into different things, and you're just going to wind up creating different groups. Yeah. So it's kind of this natural thing that happens. It's not like we go out of our way to like segregate ourselves and do like different groups because of what we enjoy or how we connect, but it's kind of human nature to like group up with our people. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It's like wouldn't you rather like give your family a large sum of money than a bunch of strangers, right? Like yeah. you're going to choose the people you know, you're going to choose the people every time that uh, you relate with. Um and so so yeah, like for example, like call your you were in uh, theater in high school, right? So it was. who'd you end up hanging out with sometimes? Mostly theater kids. There you go. Kids that were in theater, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I I myself did some theater, so I'd hang out with those people. I, mean, I did some choir, I did some baseball, and so different seasons of my life were often filled with different groups of people. In the summer, it was a bunch of church kids because we went on mission trip and we went to camp and. You know, everyone else that I saw at school, I didn't see all summer. So in the summer, I was big church group kid, you know. Yeah. So I think that it changes just depending on stage of life and where we are um, and things like that. And So let's kick it into it. We're going to ask ourselves three questions today about clicks. We're going to first talk about, hey, what does the world say? We're going to talk about, is that right? Is that wrong? Is that close? Is that far? That kind of thing. We're going to move into, what does the Bible say? And we'll close with, man, how should we live it out? Because of what Scripture tells us. So... First question, uh, Collier, I'll just ask you right off the top of your head, like what does the world say about cliques? What does the world think um, about these, these groups that just tend to form? Mostly people praise it. They're like, yeah, it's great. You know, find your own people. Stay, stay comfortable. You know, don't venture out because once you venture out, it like changes. It's like High School Musical. They have a song literally about changing out of your group. It's like stick, stick to, to the, the status stuff, quo. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, it's completely true. They want you to stay where you feel comfortable and not venture out and try new things with different sets of people. I think the world's got some of that going on. I think the world also, more recently, because High School Musical is like 2010 yeah. or something, you know, but more recently something I've seen a lot in the world is this idea 
of be whatever you want to be. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's a little bit of mixed messaging, messaging because it's like, yeah, be whoever you want to be. Don't have, you don't have to fit in to that status quo. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like it or not, we end up in school and we end up in groups wherever we are, even at church, and we end up going to these groups that we are comfortable with, even though it's like, oh, you need to venture out. It's good to know other people. Yeah, no, that's like at SFA, you can have four people, just four people, and you can create whatever group you want. Yeah. And there is, like, almost hundreds of different groups you can join. And it's it's intimidating because there's only, like, two or three Christian-based groups. There's, like, BSM, Verdonia Hill, and NAC has a, a group, and that's, that's about it. Yeah. Something else I see the world say is, like, don't let labels define you. Like, don't label me. I feel like that's something I hear a lot um, in social media and things like that is like, hey, keep your labels to yourself. Keep those off of me. But like it or not, by being a person that's like, no labels, you know, don't put me in a box. Like you end up being one of those people that is the don't put a label on me. Don't put me in a box people. Like you, by saying I don't want a label, kind of labels you as that person. You're the non-labeler. Yes. Um, And... I think a lot of this stems from the idea of, like, chase your happy, that thought. Like, chase what makes you happy and what satisfies you. What is something, like, this is a question that I'm going to answer, but what do you notice about that? Like, be whatever you want to be. Don't let labels define you. Chase your happy. What's the theme there? All you. All you-based. Yes, And that's something I think that we can explore about the world for just a second is a lot of these things that you're going to hear from the world, they center around a very selfish, they come from a very selfish place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something that, uh, yeah, when we look at the world's view of cliques, I think the world, it's that last statement of chase your happy. Yeah. Be, what, be whoever you want to be. Do because, whatever you want to do. Because if you're happy in the world, then you're, it's just like a false happiness. Like, I mean, you're truly not reaching, like, your true potential if you're happy with what's going on in your life among the world. Yeah. Yeah, so the world is, thinks of this in a very selfish way. It's kind of whatever you want. And if, hey, you're fitting in with the the cool kids, be a cool kid. I like the Billie Eilish song. Is it the, the Billie Eilish song? Oh, yeah. I'm, no, no, that's not Billie like Eilish. The cool kids, not Billie Eilish? No, it's, um, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's All the cool kids, they mean they, they want to fit in. Uh, they seem to get it or something. I don't remember the lyrics. Um, well, if you're cool, you're mom. popular. And if you're popular, you have people that like you. If you have people that like you, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. So it's a very me-centered thing. The reason to fit into a clique is to feel good about yourself at the end of the day. It all comes around from, I'm going to be who I want to be. I fit into this group. Being in this group makes me feel good about me. Me, 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 me. Something we realize about this worldly view is that it ends up being very selfish, which is, I would say, contrary to what the Bible says yeah. uh, and has for us. So here we go. My favorite part, we're going to jump in and we're going to read some scripture because that's where we get our view from. That's where we need to view the world from is through the lens of the scriptures. So we're going to be in Luke. But in Luke chapter 10, um, Jesus, is ha- Jesus is sharing a parable um, with some lawyers. So it says in verse 25, Luke chapter 10, verse 25, it says, Behold, a lawyer stood up, and he put him to the test, him being Jesus, asking, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? 
And Jesus says, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Uh, this lawyer answers to him that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus responds. He says, you've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But it's not enough for the lawyer. He keeps asking Jesus. He questions him again. So he gets more specific, and this is what we're going to talk about. He asked a question to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? So the Bible tells us, love your neighbors yourself. And so the Samaritan, not the Samaritan, this uh, lawyer asks, who is his neighbor? Well, Jesus replies to him, and he gives him this story. And you've all heard it, the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, there's a man who's been beaten and bloodied. He's on the side of the road, and the priest walks by, and a Levite walks, or a Levite walks by, and a, and a Jewish man walks by, right? And then comes this Samaritan, and the Samaritan comes along, and he helps the man, and he takes him to an inn, and uh, pays for his healing, and says, "Take care of him." All this great stuff. Okay? And then whatever the guy has to take care of him until he gets back, he'll he'll pay the he'll pay yeah. the fee. He'll reimburse whatever it is. Yeah. So. Jesus tells this story, and then he concludes uh, by asking the question, which of these men was the neighbor? And with uh, anger in his heart, I'm sure, um, the man answers the Samaritan, because the Jews didn't like the Samaritans. Um, and, And so Jesus is like, yes, so go and do likewise. He showed him mercy. You go and you do that as well. And so what we see here is that we talk about these couple of different groups. We have a Levite, who is, you know, a priest of the people um, of Israel. We have, uh, no, it says a priest first, and then it has a Levite, and then the Samaritan. So two Jewish men, people walk by, and they just leave them there. They're part of the same group. This man who's beaten is a Jew himself, and he's been beaten, and he's been thrown on the side of the road, but even his own clique, you know, if we should say, his group, they ignore him. Because of, you know, you can really get into the issues and reasons why. But the Samaritan who hates the Jews, right? Who, because the Jews think the Samaritans are, like, not truly Israelites. Like, because of, but, but that guy, he's the one who stops and helps. He didn't care about the cliques. He didn't care about the groups. And so Jesus shares this story to show, hey, like, who's your neighbor? And the answer ends up being everyone. Yeah. So the Bible, the Bible tells us, man, everyone is your neighbor. What does that look like in our in our world, like in our normal everyday life, Collier? I have a very good example of this, and this just happens to be the one and only my grandfather Bear. And the only reason I say him is because he is he has taught me from a very young age that if you look at people the same, they're just people. Yeah, everyone's the same, and he always talks about. This story about how his dad took him on a trip one time because his dad was law enforcement. And he talks about they get out of this house in the middle of nowhere. And they walk inside and he's looking at the house and there's no screens on the doors, on the windows. It's like super bad. And his dad tells him before he even goes in there, he's like, hey, you better not think that you're better than these people. You're going to treat them with respect and you're just the same as they are. And he's, he talked about how he walks in. Look, looks at the lady and she's like, oh, do y'all want a piece of cake? And on the cake, they don't even have icing. It's just jelly. Well, since there's no screens on the windows or doors, it's covered in flies. And his dad was like, absolutely. So they sat there and they ate cake with that people, After even after it was covered in flies and everything. And that story has just stuck with me because that is true. Like, if you 
think of everyone just about as good as yourself, you're going to treat them as good as you would. You want to be treated. It's the golden rule. Treat as you want to be treated. Yeah, treat others the way you don't want to be treated. That's good. I love that. And that's what it, that's what it means to look like Jesus, right? Is to to do as Jesus would have done. And then a great example of that is in Mark. In Mark uh, chapter 2, and there's this is all over Scripture, but specifically the story in Mark chapter 2, Jesus calls Levi to follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesus is... He's walking through the city and he sees Levi sitting in his tax booth and he says, hey, follow me. And so sure enough, he gets up and he follows Jesus, just like the fishermen with the nets. He, he drops what he's doing, he follows Jesus, and then they go have dinner. And so Jesus is hanging out with Levi, the tax collector, at dinner, and the scribes and the Pharisees, so like the religious clique, mm-hmm. they see what he's doing and they're like, "What? what's happening? What's going on? Like... This is supposed to be some awesome, great teacher and rabbi and someone we're supposed to look up to, but he's he's eating with tax collectors and sinners. And they even ask the question, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And in verse 17, it says that Jesus heard it. And what Jesus said to them is this, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I came to call the not the righteous, but the sinners. Jesus, he didn't come for the people who think they've got it all together. For the people who got their crew and they don't need anybody else. Jesus didn't come for those people. Jesus came for everybody. So he also came for those people. But those people haven't realized that they need Jesus yet. So I guess the point of that story is to relate with your story about Bear. It's like Jesus, your, your great-grandfather was looking like Jesus in that moment. He was going and eating with the people that everyone else rejects. Yeah. And that's what we're called to do, man. That's what we're called to do as believers is... The Bible tells us, man, we're supposed to love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Everybody. Everybody. And what does that look like? Jesus. Eating jelly cake. Eating jelly cake. Yeah. So how can you call your, you're going off to college, um, you've got some high schoolers behind you mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you know, are still in our youth group, people that listen to this, even for our adults that might yeah. listen. How can you live this out in your everyday life? Um, how can I live this out in my everyday life? How can I try to look like Jesus? One thing that I have done this summer, and it has been really difficult. I'm not saying that it's easy, but I'm a very talkative person. You know, I work at a water park, and I see different groups of people come in every day. Like, I mean, of course, there's there's even their own little groups in Splash Kingdom. Like, it's insane. You're there for, like, 12 hours a day, and there's, like, eight different groups that come through, and it's like, wow. But I've really tried my hardest to reach out and talk to other people. Like, yesterday, talked to this lady from Ohio who's in because her son's wife has Alzheimer's. And it's like, mm-hmm. I had this, I got this whole lady's life story, and it was amazing. And, like, I, I shared part of my life story, and it was great. And she was like, well, honey, I wish you the best. Just, it was amazing. And I think one thing everyone should try is just to be friendly to everyone. Man, to, to just to recap for us, clicks are not inherently sinful on their own i think that we kind of skipped over this in saying but i think it's important to recognize that hey you're going to fit in with certain people like if you play an instrument in the band you're going to hang out band people because they're the people you spend time with i think the important part is like like jesus like jesus's purpose was to come to the earth and it was to come and tell people the good news to die on the cross for us and along the way he picked up some guys he picked up 12 men that they were his dudes. Yeah. He hung out with them more than anyone else. 
right? He taught them scripture. He walked with them. They were there for witnessing all these miracles. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing that Jesus had his crew, right? Jesus shows us, I got 12 disciples. He's my boys. This is my crew. That's fine. He's got that. But he didn't stop there. He didn't go into the middle of the desert or hang up, hang out in a house and just keep him and his 12 together. Mm-hmm. No, Jesus would have never accomplished his goal that way. What did he do instead? He went out and talked to everyone with his 12 people. Exactly. Like He didn't just go by himself. He took his group. It's okay to have your group of friends. It's mm-hmm. okay to have a group of people that you relate with. Like, I feel like we all have that in our lives. It's important to have that. Your family's that. Your family, right? Your family. Like not everyone a, is family. Your family is a clique. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. And not everybody can be family, right? Yeah. And that's okay. That's fine. Like, If but, everyone was family, it would be fun. Right. The important part is that you feel free to go out of those and to accomplish the mission that... Christ has said before us, yeah. which is Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. To go, go therefore unto all disciples. nations and make disciples. Exactly. When you call your nose, you know. It's on the wall. It's on the wall. It's on the I wall. I like pointing at it. It's like, so what are we supposed to do? Go and it's make right disciples there. of all nations. Go make disciples. And you're not going to make disciples sitting in your little clique, only hanging out with them. So we got to get away from the selfish view of cliques, right? Like, I don't think cliques are inherently a horrible thing. Right? I don't think they're bad. You're going to group up. But we got to get away from this selfish view of what a clique is. And we've got to move more into a biblical worldview of what they are. Right? We need to say, you know what? How did Jesus live? Now let's emulate that. And cliques is just another way that we can look like Jesus. Right? But if you're not careful, it's another way you're going to end up looking like the world. Yeah. And I think, like, and you can also do what Jesus does. He took his 12, his group, and went out to everybody. And who's to say that if you're not in a group, you realize that this group and this group have the same likes, and you guys just combine it. And then you reach out not just between, say, your 12 people, but another 12 people. And boom, that's it's already like 24. And before you know you have a group of 5,000. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, every person can make an impact. It's For just sure. you got to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people, not of the world, but in it. Yeah. I love that. Surround yourself with people that are... Not of the world, but they're living in it. It's good. Call you. I thank you. Thank you for being on, man. Hey, it was a blessing. It was a blessing, and uh, I know that there's probably more to say. There'll be more to say one day, but for now, I think it's important that we focus on how we can just look more like Jesus when it comes to clicks. You know. Absolutely. Mm. Thanks for being on, Call you. Really appreciate hey. it. Have a good day. Um, I'm live life. Say something. Say something to the people. Don't just connect with the people you've known your entire life. Like, maybe go a grade above you or some grades below you and make friends. Don't just stick to your posse. Mm -hmm. Like, we're called to go out and make disciples of all nations, but before they become disciples, you got to be friends. Good word. Well, Claudia, thanks for being on. It is no problem. Thank you for listening to the Anomaly Student Podcast. We hope that you'll reach out to us. You can hit me up at my email, will at huntingtonfbc.org, or you can reach out to our Instagram or um, anything like that. We really appreciate you for listening and tuning in. It means a lot. Share it with your friends, and hopefully we'll see you Wednesday night or Sunday morning. Have a great day.